0: This is the Truth Network. Christian Carguy Radio Show.
1: I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it.
2: In the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Baby, you can drive my car.
0: Baby, you can drive my car. Beep, 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 beep
2: yeah. Good morning and welcome to Christian Car Guy Radio. This is a show that, once again, it is a call-in show. So if you're listening to us, I uh, would love to hear you call in to us. And the number is 866-348-7884. Uh, my name is Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, the body shop guy. And this morning in the studio with me is uh, not just uh, not just any junkyard guy, but the one and only Bob Young. And he's not just the junkyard guy; he's my my friend and my ah, he's my brother in Christ.
1: Amen, brother. It's great to be here this morning. Uh, hope we got some stuff that people really need to hear this morning. And I uh, hope people will call in and uh, share with us this morning.
2: Yeah, this morning, one of the things I want to talk about is, you know what, Get up last night watching the weather and stuff, you see this cold front just sort of blanketing the United States. So what that tells me is winter is amongst a lot of us and it's coming our way and it's coming everybody's way, is just to sort of that winter driving, what does that mean? So over the next little bit, we're going to talk about preparing our cars, preparing ourselves, and all of that stuff for winter driving in the winter months. So if you can think of something that we don't think about, something that put you in a better place and made it where your vehicle was more manageable during the winter time, or if it's uh, you've had a breakdown and things that you wish you had in your trunk that we don't mention and or you have a story to tell about that just give us a call and i know that bob's like me we put a lot of miles on over the years and stuff and there's been a lot of times that probably should have just stayed at home would have been the best choice we could have made
1: uh, absolutely uh they called us from work years ago i think it was about 80 83 84 possibly they called us from work i worked second shift and they said don't come in today the snow's too bad so i went to the store to get the my bread and my milk and my eggs. And and uh, on the way back from the store, the lady lost control of her car, and her uh, Chrysler New Yorker spun out, spun around, and her passenger door hit me as square in the front end as you possibly can hit. Well, at the store, when I got back in the car, after I got my stuff, my seat belt had slid down behind the seat. I was like, well, i just got to go right up here, uh, it'll be all right i'll get it out when i get home well i didn't have my seatbelt on my head hit the windshield my chin caught the steering wheel when i came back off of it and um you know i just i was very 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 fortunate uh split my chin open, cracked my kneecap and stuff but the winter driving uh got me that day and uh we'd been warned about the weather and told stay home and uh, but they never called us again from work and said stay home I, <laughs> they told us stay home and i stayed home and had an accident and uh really did some damage but i was lucky to live through that one
2: yeah and you we get out in the in the winter driving i a couple years ago i had told taylor my daughter she had a little car and i said you know don't get out driving anything so i picked her up or she came by the house and i took her she was to, to work where she needed to go and i said let me just drive your car because i need to check it and everything and this is why i think it's so important to start doing this checklist before you get to start driving into bad weather because Absolutely. i'm the perfect example of this i tell her i'm gonna take her car and check it and stuff so i'm going down 40 and hit black ice and i looped that thing about three times and backed it into the guardrail so when i get there i called and told her uh, well, you got to just drive my car for a few days. I got to do some repairs, <laughs> but when I did, I we got the car in and I looked, and I'd been negligent for one thing because I looked at the rear tires and they were definitely didn't have enough tread on to be driving them in the in the in the winter. But it was a hard lesson I learned because I would always I'm always telling everybody, you know, check these things and stuff. And here it is. I had to go into work that morning, and, and as soon as I poured in, everybody saw. The car bump about <laughs> hanging off of the back of it and stuff made me feel a little kind of kind of small you know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah sometimes we got to remind ourselves to practice what we preach you know we we come over here and we we tell folks about maintaining the car well just this week i'd been noticing uh when i put on the brakes i could feel something and it, it got worse and worse and worse and i was like well you know i put it off i just plain and simple procrastinated i put it off and i put it off and yesterday morning i took my vehicle and uh all they had to do all they had to do was turn the rotors a very minimal repair and it drives like a brand new one now and i'm so aggravated with myself for putting up with a you know a smaller problem and i waited till it got big enough to where when you hit the brakes the steering wheel would (laughs) shudder a little bit and uh I just put it off so we try to tell y'all what to do but sometimes we have to remind ourselves to listen to what we're uh what we're talking about because it just changed the vehicle completely
2: absolutely you know and, and and this morning one thing i know we're going to talk about winter driving but just something i just want to bring up and and, and bob can chime in on this because he's seen enough of these situations and stuff where we talk about making decisions and stuff and 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 every week I'll have an incident that where somebody really gets aggravated with me in our business because of we're trying to tell Y'all them what. Y'all have aggravated yeah, customers,
1: yeah, yeah. really? And, <laughs> it's hard to believe,
2: but it's it's sometimes it's <sighs> the most simple thing because what we'll have some of the biggest discussions on when somebody will come in and this is something that I'm, I'm saying to so anybody who's listening will probably save them some money and aggravation down the road is when you come in and I know our guys, the first thing they'll ask is say, well, is this going through insurance? And because we'll, you know, we write and we do DRP for a lot of insurance companies or has somebody written you a estimate on it? And a lot of times they'll say, yeah, but I don't want to show you the estimate. I want you to write an estimate. So then we go to explain that most estimates are, or all estimates are written on just what you visually see. And now the way things are written and so much hidden damage, there can be, let's just say you got a $3,000 estimate, there can be $2,000 worth of hidden damage. Well, if you don't repair that vehicle by the estimate that the insurance company wrote you, they have to pay for the things that was hidden, but if they come back in and do a reinspection and you didn't do everything on there, they deduct all of that off of there. Or if you sit there and you order OEM parts or you wanted these fit parts and the insurance company wrote a lesser part and you call them to come in for a supplement on that they won't pay that kind of stuff so it's just the fact that I always just get sort of you know I wish people would understand that 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 raised body shop and record service or, or ABC body shop in another city town or wherever it may be when they ask for that other estimate isn't because they're trying to Get something over on the customer, or try to get more money. Most of the time, they're trying to do it to save the customer a lot of aggravation and money. But it's just sort of we, our nature is. It doesn't matter if it's in repairing cars or getting yard work done or or, or siding on the house. We always want to, as a consumer, we want to think we have the all the cards in our pocket and think I'm that puts as, us on
1: a, I'm as guilty as anybody of that. Um, you know, we're we're find ourselves trying to save a dollar, and and sometimes we're suspicious of people. That's what I love about dealing with you guys. You know, I can bring it. I know you. I trust you. You're you've built a great reputation through all these years, and and I know you're going to do the right thing. I don't have to wonder if there's any shenanigans going on or anything, and and that's what we tried to build at the yard we tried to build a uh, confidence in us and confidence that we were going to treat people right and sometimes i gave back money when things didn't go well and um and but we built a really strong clientele by just trying to make people smile you want there's no way you'll ever please every customer you have but uh you know, sometimes there would be, there was a customer upset one day, and uh, he was making a little bit of a scene over there in the office, and I walked in on that side, and I said, what's the problem? What's the problem? I said, they want too much for this part. And I said, well, how much did they ask you? And he told me. I said, well, what do you want to pay? And he told me. I said, sell it to him for that. And we can't always do that. But it diffused the situation. It made him smile. It made everybody standing in the office smile. And and it just, you know, it just, we didn't make as much money. But it wasn't about the money. It's about building relationships with people and letting people know that we weren't 100% dollar-oriented, you know, that we were there to help people. And uh, and we wanted to uh, people to come back. If they leave smiling, there's a chance they might come back. If they leave with a frown on their face, they might tell 20 people not to come.
2: Yeah, that's why I think it's so important to have relationships. Where you're at the body shop, a towing, a a junkyard, wherever it may be, build a relationship with them, and that way you have more than just a customer relationship with them. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Give us a call. Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. I'm Jerry Mathis of Ray's Body Shop and Rec Service with Bob Young. Uh, this morning we said we was going to talk a little bit about preparing our cars for winter. And we stepped outside this morning and I don't know about you, Bob, but I said it's winter.
1: It's winter, that's for sure. Uh, uh, lots of signs. People uh, snuggled up at the football games last night. We uh, got a couple of Messages from people that were at the high school game last night, and they looked like they were bundled up well.
2: Yeah, I know. I always have people talking about, you know, this is football season. I don't know. I, <laughs> I I didn't mind that early in the season when it's uh, up in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, t-shirt at the
1: football game is good yeah, with me. Yeah,
2: I'm happy with that. I, that was football season for me. That weather now will stay at home and listen to the score. <laughs>
1: as uh as the years go by and I get a little older I used to look so forward to winter and the cold and all that because that meant ski season was coming but my knees and my hips and my my little uh, afflictions don't Uh, really send me to the ski slopes much anymore so uh, it's not as important as it used to be my son used to just get so excited when it got cold and the first flake of snow that followed or the first time they said snow it didn't matter if they were talking about it across the country you just hear that word snow and he he just lit up like a candle you know it was uh, it was a real sight to see but i was watching this morning and um watching about the weather that's up there now and then another pass coming right behind it and people's getting some real serious snow up north and uh it's time to start thinking about it even down here and uh last night it was below freezing and there's some more of that coming so everybody needs to get their stuff ready for it
2: yeah i saw uh on the news or on sports last night or i guess it was last night they showed a, a clip from Lambeau Field uh, up in Green Bay. Did you see that with the snow up there? I did not. And it would just looked like a, a big bowl of uh, snow cream or something. <laughs> I mean.
1: Yeah, and that's where our Panthers play Sunday.
2: Yeah, so they're gonna uh, they're gonna be cold. I can guarantee you that. And I feel for somebody getting all that snow out of there, but there was plenty of it. Now back to our cars. Now. This is sort of one of those things where the worst, like I said, the worst time to start thinking about preparing your car for winter is when you're out there driving it and needing to be on the road. I mean, it's now's the time to start thinking about that. And and I sort of have a, a checklist, and Bob, you throw in there also what what you can think of because I know I, I miss plenty of things. But one thing, I always the first thing, as I mentioned, failure number one when I didn't look at Taylor's rear tires to know that they. Probably shouldn't be riding in the snow and the ice, and I hop in it, and I prove that point by backing it into the guardrail
1: a visual confirmation yeah, was,
2: uh, was, <laughs> there was no doubt about that, one. but you know that that's one of the first places to start looking you know you always want to, with tires it's sort of like with brake rotors to not getting them turned. you keep thinking, well I can go a little more, I can go a little more i don't it's not that bad uh when you start winter driving uh you need to really check your tires. Should be the number one thing to start checking. Make sure you got good depth on your tires. and make sure your air pressure. What what's the thing with air pressure in the winter, Bob?
1: Well, as soon as that temperature drops, and I experienced it this week, I have a little pickup. I don't drive a whole lot, but I still, you know, need to haul a little something every now and then. So, I jumped in that truck and and as I I pulled it around the house, and uh, I could notice I noticed one of the tires were low. And I've been hearing a lot of conversation, you know, as the weather gets colder, people talking about their tires a little bit and their air pressure. I mean, it's a natural phenomenon. When it gets colder, your air pressure in your tires is going to be lower. So you need to check and uh, make sure you're properly inflated because that one, that truck must have developed a small leak because one of the tires, all the tires were a little low because the temperature changed, but one of them was significantly low and, uh, it definitely needed some love.
2: Yeah, and another thing, tires number one. Another one that I think is easy to overlook is our wiper blades.
1: Mm. Yeah. This week too. There you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bob has checked these things off. I'm gonna like, what was your, I'm gonna let you read down the list what you did to your car.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to we're going to the beach for a little stretch, and uh, and I just these things start. I had put up with that wiper blade and. You know, we hadn't had so much rain, but the other night I noticed that wiper blade was a- flopping around, and uh, so it was time to get that, and uh, I just stopped and pulled in, and, and uh, I didn't get the most expensive blade, but I didn't get the cheapest blade, and I went for something in the middle, and um, just the other day it sprinkled a little bit, and I got to turn those wipers on, and it was so, you know, it was just awesome because there's nothing more aggravating It doesn't bother you when it's not raining, and you don't feel like getting out and changing them when it is raining. And then when you turn them off, it's not making noise, so you don't think about it. But I finally got by, and and I got a new set of wiper blades, and they are amazing. That streak,
2: you know, the streak where it doesn't quite wipe it, is always right in the line of view. Yeah, it never fails. Dead (laughs) center of my sights. I mean, it's just boom, never fails. Other thing is making sure we check the antifreeze and the oil and all the fluids in your vehicle. You know, really it's important to make sure that you check that antifreeze and, and, you know, now you can, I mean, you can go to most, you know, auto parts stores and there's a couple things you can get checked. You know, but it goes, how do I check my battery? How do I check my antifreeze? You go and they will do that for you now. And, and every city has an auto parts store that'll do that for you or go to a, you know, if you have a relationship with a, a a garage, you know, pull in there. They'll be glad to check that out for you.
1: Absolutely. They don't mind at all. And, and that's, they have the ability to plug your car in and and tell you stuff that you might not know. The electronic checking of a battery now. It used to be kind of, eh, and they could tell you a little bit. But they can tell you a lot about it now. And uh, just because diagnostics have come so far. And it's it's really made a world of difference.
2: Yeah, and then another thing I always say when it starts to get cold and we start worrying about leaves falling and salt on the roads, this I right hear something that is it's cosmetic, but you don't think it would make a difference. But for longevity of your vehicle, this is the time of year to put a coat of wax on that thing. And people overlook that, and that's one of them that I sort of a I get on soapbox on because. The end of the year, first of, the, of winter, and the beginning of spring, in my opinion, is the two prime times to put a coat of wax on your vehicle because it's going to make a world of difference on the finish of it. and
1: The longevity of your paint, too,
2: huh? Yeah, it'll, it'll last. You don't have to go to the body shop as much and be looking for a paint <laughs> job if you do those little maintenance things. We'll be back in a moment. Again, you're listening to Christian Car Guy Radio.
0: Bobby Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make My Pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of My Pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all My Pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new Radio Listener Specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on My Pillow. Mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code Get Truth, it's only $29.99. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the body pillow, for only $29.99. Enter promo code Get Truth, or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Thanks.
1: Maybe you can drive my car. Maybe you
2: can drive my car. Baby, beep, 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 yeah. maybe, maybe we don't need to be driving the car in the snow. That may be the, <laughs> that's the thing. You know. Uh, one thing, well, I will tell you what, before we go into that, some more things on check on your car. I just want to take just a moment to make mention. One that if you hadn't noticed, Robbie is not here this morning. He's at the men's masculine journey boot camp. And I'm sure they're having a blessed time, and 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 just some powerful things that go on there. And hope he's having a great time and well deserved. He don't really get much of a break. I think he works pretty hard. Ways at the boot camp?
1: Bob is. Yeah, but he's changing lives. He's changing lives. I got to go to that. My son and I went together uh, years ago, and it was just incredible. The impact it'll have on your life to get away, uh, disconnect from the world, unplug. Uh, you know, and just be at one with the Lord and uh, share some time with some men and and share your faith and and build your faith, they just have such amazing results and and change a lot of lives up there.
2: And and not to dive too deep into it because of, I mean. We could take the whole show doing that, but <laughs> yeah. but the fact that you know what, how God sort of puts things and places things. You talk about going with 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 Rob and and all that. I mean, all of a sudden you start. when you look back in the in hindsight, you just see you know how God orchestrates things that you don't even recognize at the time. We just sort of get caught up in the moment, but whenever we're able to reflect back, you just see, man, God is well, pretty cool.
1: He knew what was coming in my future. God did, and. And he prepared me, and he allowed me to build memories and 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 got me the the equipment I would need to uh to handle what was coming. and I didn't know what was coming, and, uh, but he did, and without the preparation, without all the memories, without all the things he did for me, he had been through my checklist, and he had me prepared uh, and equipped. To handle the tragedy I went through, and uh, that kind of ties it together with with getting your checklist and, and getting your car prepared, and you know, and get your life prepared for the for the tragedies, for the snowfalls, for the snow, for the storms, for the freezing weather that you're going to face in life. Um, you know, by the same token, you need to get your car prepared, but uh, getting your life prepared is as important, probably more important than, uh, than getting the car ready.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, we we just, just talk, thinking about that, you know, it's it's all so much of just putting putting it in God's hands and stuff, and He does prepare us in life for things that, that we don't understand it at the time, but it is like the car, you know, if you don't, the worst time to make a decision on anything and how we cope with the things and we do it by the seat of our pants or, or by the moment, you know, God is, God's going to walk with us through all of that stuff, and uh, I just thank you for sharing that, Bob, because I know that's. Man, I don't know. I'm over here and I want to get choked up, and I know, uh, you know, we sit there and you look back at how God orchestrates things, and
1: yes, sir, absolutely.
2: Well other thing I want to just take a moment to mention, uh, besides Robbie not being here, but also is because one of the things he's advocate for and really a uh, uh, passion for is Jesus' labor of love. And that ministry, and I know Bob plays a big part of that. Lori plays a big part of that, and, and 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 it's some amazing things that go on there. And one thing that Bob Bob will know as well as I do, and which Rob will always talk about, is just the uh, the power in that first prayer when somebody he makes that first contact and just prays with them, and how that sort of uh, changes the changes. It really just changes everything.
1: Well, I've known for a while that I needed to be more involved with that ministry. Uh, and the opportunity has been presented to me to, uh, to be a bigger part of that. And uh, I'll admit I'm very nervous. I, I, sometimes I'm better at speaking t- to a group than I am with one-on-one. And uh, what I'm going to be doing now is going to be some more one-on-one and, and that's probably God knowing that I need a little work in that area. And uh, so he's uh, presented me with an opportunity to be a, a bigger part of, of what's going on and, and some one-on-one uh, rea- uh, relations with people that, that really need some help. And uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous because it's something a little bit new to me. But... Uh, if I think back, I've I've dealt with people one on one at the yard, I've dealt with people one on one at church, I've dealt with kids one on one. And and I think I just kinda let my my doubts and insecurities hold me back from uh fulfilling what I can do for this ministry. And it's just a great thing.
2: That, well, I'm I'm gonna say something now, Bob. I'm don't let it go outside this room. Just between me and you, I don't think you have a problem going one on one with anybody. I mean <laughs> God'll uh God's going to use you in a mighty way in that I, I I know that and if you're listening and you're thinking you know what that's something I've heard about on the radio and I, I, I know people that's been touched by the that ministry Hey, there's an opportunity for everybody to help I know you can go online we need people to join the prayer team to, to just just take and, and just just pray for the ministry we need donations you can uh, go online Jesus labor of love and and make a donation I think if you request, a $25 donation and you request a t-shirt, we'll send you out a t-shirt. Or if you just want to just just give a few bucks and, you know, I'll always say don't take money from your local church. But if God's laying on your heart that, that to help in this area, man, I encourage you to do it because every dollar that goes in is is used for the ministry. And usually you think about it when when somebody makes a contact to a, a organization like like Jesus labor of love these women most of them are to the point where they don't feel like they have anywhere else to turn and it may not be the you know can't you know it's sort of that where you you wish you could make a bigger impact but every little bit that 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 this that this uh, uh, ministry does, it makes a huge impact. And the biggest impact it makes is let people know that somebody cares about them. But more importantly than anything, Jesus Christ cares about them. And, and that's just powerful. So if, if you're listening and you feel led, I mean, certainly uh, we'd love to see the donations roll in because there's always a need out there.
1: Years ago, I was um, donating to one organization and i found out how much of the money went to administrative uh, stuff and and things like that and i was shocked i was really i was angry at how much money they was not going that i thought was being sent right to people in need but this this organization right here is is 100% of the money you send it's not for no administrative fees. Uh, most of the people working with us, all the peoples working with us uh, is donating their time. and uh, it's just it's a great place to donate, and your money will be used for for helping the widows and single moms.
2: Yeah, and it is it's an awesome ministry. Now, back to our, our getting our cars ready for winter, a couple other things. talk about all the things to check. check our tires, check our wipers, check the oil, check the antifreeze. On and on, a couple of things that we didn't mention that we need to check. And one I want to – maybe the most – couple of the most important ones is, one, check the weather. See what – before you go out and know you're going to be on the road for a few hours or 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 miles away from your home where you need to come back. I mean, check the weather, especially when you know storms are rolling in. The worst thing that can happen is to get caught in a storm that you didn't know was coming because – then you're definitely not prepared and you don't have the right right clothes on. Don't, I mean, you know, it's just everything about that can be dangerous. Other thing I always say to check is to check your confidence. When you're out driving in winter weather and during the storm, during the snow, the ice, the worst wrecks we deal with in our business and, and in the towing end of it are people that are out, Driving four-wheel drive vehicles because the confidence level, when they get behind the wheel, they think they can conquer anything and snow and ice isn't going to affect them. They can just mosey right by everybody and just blow everybody off the road. And that usually is, when we get some really bad wrecks or some.
1: Can have some disastrous results, yeah. you know. That four-wheel drive will help you go. But it don't help you. Whoa! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah, pretty- when it's time to stop, you know that it, the four wheel drive vehicle, it's pretty much the same as as any other vehicle at that time. When it's time to stop. So, but that's that's really well well said the way you put that because it does bolster your confidence when you have four wheel drive. Oh, I've got this. But, you got to remember that yours don't stop any better. It might go a little better than some of them, but it, when it comes time to stop, it's a it's, it's a level playing field yeah. when it's time
2: to stop. And that going better is it can be a disadvantage because it may get you, the speed might be up because you're just cruising along, and but still, when it loses traction. Or you hit that ice. It doesn't matter how many wheels you have that are turning because <laughs> you don't know where they're going, Absolutely. and it can definitely uh, uh, put you in a in in a, in a mess. So checking your confidence is probably one of the biggest ones that I have. When we come back. We're going to take a quick look of what should we have in the trunk of our vehicle during the winter. So uh, we're going to take a look at that. There's so many things. How we talked about keeping the cars prepared. We need to be prepared. What if we get stranded yeah, yeah. on the side of the road? We'll be back in a moment. In a Chevy, in a hurry, in a Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. And, and Bob, as we're sitting there whining this part down about the vehicle itself, I just want to make a mention because I can just imagine, I haven't asked you this, but wintertime you go outside and your car is completely frozen over covered in snow or covered in ice how many glasses have you had to replace where people went in and had the boiling water and poured i I know on our end of it you'll pour hot water on there and boom start popping glasses (laughs)
1: that's amazing that you said that i just had uh checked this uh it said hot water. I wrote it down a while ago when we were talking about something, and uh, people have done it. Um, you know, just water at spigot temperature, if you pour that on there, it, it can break a glass, uh, especially if you have a small chip in your windshield and then that hot water hits, it's just going to spider web and go everywhere. So please, please, please do not pour hot water on a cold windshield to remove uh frost or ice or anything from it it's gonna it's it's not a good solution
2: yeah and i and i really do think that people you know before you hit the road especially the highway try to get all that snow off of your vehicle best you can because even that the is,
1: top yeah even those, the top has happened so many times
2: those big sheets fly off in the cars behind you and it's caused many of an accident because of that but i'm gonna tell you a way not to do it i mean take a broom brush it off or 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 take your arm and drag it off, you would not believe how many people come in that have, you know, you got their snow shovels, and I don't see why in the world you wouldn't just take that snow shovel and scrape that snow off of your vehicle. It, I can't tell you how many ruined vehicles have came in the shop when spring hits and they're trying to, well, all these scratches, well, I, I don't know where they came from, and, and you're looking at it, and then they'll start, oh, wait, maybe it did come when I cleaned i used a shovel to get the snow off of my car yeah, that's not a good idea just and <laughs>
1: not the best i i've used uh i try to use a soft bristle broom when i'm sweeping the snow and uh the kind with the handle in the middle like a push broom you can really reach up there if, on the taller vehicles and pull a, a bunch of snow off in one in one pass and the uh, one of the coolest commercials i've seen lately is the little boys next door go over and shovel the lady's driveway for her and then in just a little bit she's baking cookies and she takes them over and says thank you for shoveling her driveway but uh that removal of the snow is just you know you you see people riding around with that one little spot they got a round (laughs) circle that they can barely see out big enough maybe for their head to fit you know and uh that's the only place they can see out of the car. That's just so dangerous because it just obstructs your vision so much.
2: Yeah, don't drive it. Just just, just don't drive it till you can see. I mean, the visual stuff is important. Now, real quick before we wrap up, I want to make sure that I do talk about, you know, what do you pack in your car? Because for one thing, you're traveling, bad weather, and there's so many things. I know, you know, there's there's a, the, the standard things you always think about is a flashlight and a blanket and certainly those are important, but you know, if you have some jumper cables and another thing I always like to do, and I'm going to be traveling much during the winter, I'll always have a complete change of clothes in the trunk because if I get stuck up or if I see somebody else stuck up and get out and start pushing them, all of a sudden I've got my shoes are wet, my pants are wet, my shirt's wet, my everything, I'm <laughs> soaking wet and you get in the car, hey, I just always try to carry a complete change of clothes.
1: That's really good. I've never really thought of that. I'm I'm big on keeping a set of coveralls with me in the cold weather, something I can you know slip into and, and if I have to crawl up under something. But that's that's kind of the junkyard and tow guy thing. <laughs> uh, you know those coveralls come in so handy when it's really cold. You just throw on an extra layer, and if you happen to get nasty, you can zip them right off and and have clean clothes back on and stuff. One thing I wanted to mention is. Uh, that we hadn't said is the washer fluid in your vehicle in the winter time. Um, I had that on my list, and that's one of the things I hadn't mentioned yet. And it's so important because you know you you use a little bit of washer fluid from time to time, but in the winter when that salts on the road, and then there's a little moisture, and then the vehicle, the big truck goes by, and all of a sudden your windshield's covered with with a salty solution. And and you hit the wiper and it gets part of it, but that streak right in the middle, you know, that you need to look <laughs> always at. Always there, <laughs> always there, and uh, you need to have some. Make sure you have washer fluid and that it's you know strong enough that it's going to stay uh, not freeze overnight, but that you know you can get that salt off your windshield because it has blinded me so many times, and it seems to never fail. You know, you going down the road and you hit it one time and then you're Low washer fluid light comes on, and wow, I didn't even think about that. So, so put that on your list too, is to make sure your washer fluid, uh, windshield washer fluid, is uh, up to snuff and uh, ready to go.
2: Yeah, and I think, Bob, if I'm not wrong, you can washer fluid you can get winter fluid also. That, winter that...
1: fluid that you know will not freeze, and and it's it's formulated you know for just that, not to freeze and to uh, give you relief from that salt and stuff that's on the windshield.
2: Yeah, and and when we're talking about you know it's just and it, all of this is about is just being prepared sort of just just sort of make sure you think things through so you're not on the side of the road stranded or 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 you get out and realize your tires are slick or you get caught out in a storm because the worst time to to, to start thinking about all of this stuff is when you're sitting on the side of the road stuck because at that point there's nothing you can do about it. But the, the other thing I want to make sure that I mentioned is just – I talked about just a change of clothes. But, you know, even if you don't want to carry that, at least carry a, a, a dry hat and, and some gloves or something in the back that just has something to, to get you where you can get warm. Put some batteries back there. And I love to always take a battery-operated – or what I have in the back of a, a wife's car is one of those little crank radios that you just crank up that it need a battery – it has a little crank on it, it's a little AM, FM radio. That way, if you ever need it and you don't have batteries or something, you got that. I also keep a spare phone charger. Just, just you know, the thing is, just be as prepared as you can.
1: The gloves were such a key. When you, when you said that, it really rang a bell for me. Uh, have a set of gloves in there because, you know, so many times you'll be somewhere and it snows, And your car's got a good coat of snow all over it. So having that ice scraper and the ones with the longer handles that have the rubber squeegee on one side, it's got a hard plastic scraper on one side, but it's got a squeegee, a rubber squeegee, where you can reach out on your car and pull snow off. And you can reach up on top and pull the snow off and clean your windshield. And you got that squeegee there that's not going to scratch your paint. It's not going to scratch your windshield. And if you've got those gloves on, Jerry mentioned before, you can clean off your whole car and not lose a finger. (laughs) So many times I've been out there with no scraper and no gloves, and I'm taking a bare hand with, you know, and I've got cold hands anyway. I tell everybody it's my big warm heart draws all (laughs) the heat out of my hands. But, uh, and out there with the hands and just trying to scrape that stuff off with your hands, and it's just miserable. And you get
2: in the car, and you're trying to put your hands up there, trying to get <laughs> defrost, trying to thaw back out.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I fell asleep in a car one night and and woke up, and I had four inches of snow on the car. The Lord drug me. He brought me through that one, too. I mean, I could have froze to death, should have frozen to death, but he wasn't ready for me to leave this world. But uh, it's just, you know, I had to get out and clean off the car, and my hands were just really numb. It took a while to get past that. But... It's just um, so many things we need to prepare for when this cold weather comes.
2: Yeah, just don't get caught off guard. That's 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 the, the the message this morning. I'm trying to get across, and Bob's trying to get across. Just prepare. I mean, get those checklists. Check your car out. Make sure you have those supplies there. Another thing is, I wrap up, again, uh, we miss Robbie this morning. I'm sure he's having a great weekend. Also, if God's laid on your heart to contribute to Jesus' labor of love, I encourage you to go to Jesus' labor of love or go to the Christian Car Guy website and we'll give you a link to get there. Other thing, just to wrap up, Bob, and, and you know what? I hope that everybody that's listening tomorrow morning will be in the local church. Amen. Because, you know what? Hey, I, I, I used to drive a, the bus for the— ministry at Pinedale and had a woman that we picked up and she'd always say, I go to church so they know what side I'm on. And that's what we need to do. We need to make sure people know what side we're on. And that isn't just on Sunday morning. That's every day of the week.
1: Absolutely, Jerry. Thanks for having me here today.